Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. Hey, Steve Stein here again, and today what I'd like to do is talk to you about synchronization points. When you're trying to learn how to play something faster, whether it's a a scale or a pattern that you've learned or something like that, oftentimes what we can do is we can kind of fake our way through and, you know, people go, wow, that's really cool. And they go, wow, that sounds really great. But the most important part for me is, is going in there and actually trying to figure out what you're doing and how you're doing it so you can actually make it sound clean and articulate and really make that thing attack. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to use a couple of different patterns here and I'm going to explain to you how I practice them over and over and over to um, to make my playing more effective. Now, I firmly believe that every single one of us on the planet can always do better. Every day we can find a way of doing better at all kinds of different things and guitar playing is no exception. So what I tend to teach people how to do, let's say for instance, I was doing something with the E minor or G major scale, however you want to look at it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play 5, 7, 8, 10, 12, 14, 15. Okay? Those are the notes that I'm going to be using in this example. Okay? Now, it's certainly going to help to be able to visualize those a little bit, but you'll be able to see it better once I get playing with this exercise. So what we're going to do is we're going to build our way forward using groups of three. So I'm going to play 5, 7, 8. And then I'm going to play 7, 8, 10. And then 8, 10, 12. Then 10, 12, 14. Then 12, 14, 15. So it looks like this. Now my approach to this would certainly be to alternate pick this. So I'm just doing down, up, downs the whole time. And what I have to be aware of is every time I want to move to a new position, my first finger has got to get ready. So you'll see every time I move up, when I get to my pinky, my whole hand kind of crinks up and I get ready on the next note. Okay? But the second part of that is, is learning to pinpoint, okay, where your picking is going to synchronize with this thing. It's really important to learn how to do that, okay? So as I'm playing, what I'm doing is I'm just plotting these spaces where I'm going to be aware of where I am in my down picking and my up picking. So if you think about it, when I do the first thing, I'm playing down, up, down. Which means that as I start the next pattern, I'm starting on an upstroke. So that's the first spot that I start trying to synchronize. Now it doesn't have to be as fast as humanly possible, but I need to get I need to get comfortable with how that feels to do this shift with my left hand and pick with my right hand and line those up. Which means now when I get to the seventh fret, I'm going to be doing up, down, up. So I'm ending this with an upstroke. 
and I should feel the pull of that last upstroke. See, if my brain is still wrapped around where my five is or my seven is or my eight is or what finger I'm going to use, there's no, there's no purpose in even trying to play this any faster than that until your brain has sort of wrapped around that idea and it just accepts it. So you're not thinking about it anymore. Because if you're thinking about that, there's no way you can think about this. Okay, there's only so many things you can think about at once, right? So as we're doing this... I keep trying to synchronize those notes. But it started with these downs that connected to this first up. So it's really important that I get that up connected. And once I get that, then I can add the rest of these. Up. You see? Now, if you think about it, I'm going to have to start all over again because I now am going to start with a downstroke. And then I'm going to play down, up, down, and then up, down, up again. Okay? But, of course, the pattern that I'm playing is a little bit different because I played 5, 7, 8. Now I played uh, 7, 8, 10. Well, now I'm going to play 8, 10, 12. So I have to get used to this feeling as well. Before I ever start worrying about this, I need to get comfortable with what this hand is actually trying to do over here. Now for me, just, you know, let's just summarize this, right? I mean, you're going down, up, 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 down. That's what you're doing. Now for me, what is not effective is just doing that over and over and over all the way for an hour. That's not where I gain my speed from. What my speed comes from is breaking it down into smaller pieces. That might not work for you. But for me, it very much comes from... Like, I'll sit and do that for 10 minutes. Just that, or 20 minutes. Just... And then I'll add the next one. Just over and over and over. But what I'm doing is I'm, I'm making it aware in my head of where those connections are, where the downstrokes are, where the upstrokes are. I'm plotting those points, okay? I'm making those connections right there. And then when I get here, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. I've got a down right there. You see? And I just keep doing that all the way through. And I just keep breaking them down. So it's not how fast can I get through this whole thing. It's not that. It's how comfortable can I make this as I'm playing. So I may only get through one or two, you know, maybe just two weeks. And that's all I get for a week or two weeks or three weeks. That's okay. It doesn't have to be the whole sequence. I mean, the sequence obviously can get longer than what I'm showing you right now too, right? But once you get the idea of how it works, making it longer becomes easier because you've already kind of plotted where those connections are going to be to make that synchronization work for you. See, so that's what I would do is, using a metronome obviously is a wonderful idea, but before you ever use your metronome, first start with just getting comfortable with understanding how this thing is kind of ribboned together with your hands. Then you can start working with a metronome. 
because if you're not really comfortable with doing an up at the you know with the first note or a down with the next note or whatever it might be the metronome isn't going to help you okay so you just need to develop that first develop the comfortability of what you're trying to do And then all of a sudden what I do is I don't see it as each note. I see it more as starting with a down and ending with an up. So the whole thing becomes kind of one thing. And then the next one ends with a down. And it just keeps going that way as I play. And that's how I start building these things for better synchronization. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. Now I'm going to show you one other one that I'd like you to try. And again, there's no hurry on these things. I just want to show you this. So this one's going to be using the same idea, only this time I'm going to start up here on 15. And I'm going to work my way down playing 15, same notes, 15, 14, 12, uh, 10, 8, 7, 5, okay? So this time what I'm doing is going like this. Okay. Okay, so now what I'm doing is I'm playing groups of four. I'm going, when I was going up, I was doing threes, right? One, two, three, one, two, three. Well, now I'm going one, two, three, four. And then I'm just moving down one and going one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And we could keep going, but we're just stopping on the five here. But again, we could go anywhere we want. So the trick here is getting used to my initial pattern of four. What am I doing? I'm playing down, up, down, up. And I need to start with that. And then what I need to do is make a connection again. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get, I'm ending with an up, down, up, down, up. So I want to connect to the down right there. Before I ever worry about trying to connect all these patterns together, I just want to make a connection in my brain and with my fingers and my hands of that down. You'll notice what happens then is the shape is going to keep changing over here relative to the scale I'm playing, but I'm always targeting that down of the next shape. See, there's that down every time. Down, 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 down. So as I play...
You see? That's where all of a sudden that natural speed starts taking over, but I need to know what I'm trying to do. I need to be able to visualize it. I need to make sure I've got the proper fingers for each thing that I'm trying to play. And once I've got all that in place, then I start trying to plot these, these downstrums or these upstrums, try and make some sort of synchronization between them by knowing where to plot each one of these things as I go. If I just go like this, then I just wind up with slop again because I, I don't know what I'm doing. I know what I want to do, but my fingers don't understand the process. So the trick is to break everything down nice and comfortably. And we can do these in, in a million different ways across the guitar, but that's how I practice scales and patterns and different kinds of things like that to get fast. Because people are always asking, well, how do you get faster at stuff? That's how I do it. Okay, I just take whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I can take a scale. And I try and figure out what am I what am I trying to do here? Okay, can I see what I want? Have I decided what fingers I want to use? And if I have, then I have to start. Then I start trying to connect these things together. And again, I've been doing this for a while, so it it becomes fairly you know, I wouldn't say easy because that's not true, but the process makes sense to me. So if I ever come across a song that I really like or a solo or a lick that I really like or a video that I really like or whatever, and I go, wow, that's really neat. I want to learn how to do that. Okay. I have to put it in one of the banks in my brain. Either it's a memorization thing like a scale or something like that, or an understanding thing like a theory idea, you know, or a, what I call a, you know, theory of rock and roll idea. Um, or it's a technical thing where I have to figure out how this works. And either I've got that particular technique already developed, so it comes fairly easily, or I don't. And if I don't, I have to figure out what it is I'm trying to do before I ever start worrying about how fast I can make it. So work with these a little bit. You gotta be patient though, because again, don't think of the end result as being speed. Think of the end result as being uh, connectivity understanding of how this is connecting together. Once you get there, all of a sudden, it, it for me, it's almost like I can kind of move away. I can kind of go back into a bird's eye view and I'm not stuck thinking about fives and sevens and eights and tens. I, I've already got that down. What I'm more concerned with is how it feels as I'm playing to start locking these pieces together like Lego pieces. That's what I'm doing. So hopefully that works for a little bit for you and I hope you have some success with it and please let me know how things go, all right? Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. Hey, Steve here again. And what I'd like to talk about today is a little bit off topic, but it's still very, very important. It's your guitar tone. When it comes to playing various different styles of music, certainly the blues is, is um, an incredible topic to talk about for this. You need to think a little bit about your guitar tone. You know, what I find with teaching a lot and talking to people is that they have a tendency because our brains are, are wired to think about what we're practicing and all those sorts of things, you know, scales and licks and all these different things, we forget to think about the tones that are actually being created by our gear and certainly our fingers, right? Now, this conversation is going to have to do more with gear and less about fingers because that's, that's a little bit harder topic to, to discuss. But let's just talk about gear for a little bit. Now, right now I'm using... Uh, a Paul Reed Smith here, okay, and I'm using a what we call a VST, which is a plug-in for a computer. 
Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com.